baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The activist group, if you may have heard of them, the Anti-War Committee. There's going to be a protest uh, at a meeting today at the state capitol. The Minnesota State Board of Investment will be meeting today. What exactly is this all about? There's a news conference also before this protest and this meeting. Joining us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline is Blois Olson. His uh, morning take is brought to you by Compier Financial. Good morning, Blois. Kind of set the stage for what's going to happen here this morning. Good morning, Vanita. Yeah, no, this is um, the State Board of Investment meets uh, regularly. This is their first meeting since the uh, war in the Middle East. And there's been a movement over the years to divest of Israel from uh, anti from pro-Palestinian uh, groups. And the anti-war committee is one of those groups. And so they're planning this protest. They claim that a billion dollars in state investment fund money is uh, in weapons manufacturers, banks, bonds, that um, are part of uh, the Israel uh, effort uh, and, quote, complicit with the, quote, occupation of Palestine. Um, so that protest will be uh, at 8. The press conference will be 8, protest at 9. And then um, there'll be another news conference from the Jewish Community Relations Council of Minnesota and the Dakotas with Senator Ron Latz uh, to talk about this BDS. It's divest... Um, boycott, divest, and sanction Israel uh, movement that is not just illustrative of the tension right now from the war, but this isn't new. For instance, Representative Ilhan Omar has been um, a proponent of BDS for years, um, and and this has been a movement or, or a cause for a while. But what this larger represents is the tension within the DFL party and um, over this issue. So you have pro-Israel and pro-Palestine contingencies that have been a part of the DFL for a while. But when there is a war and when the Hamas terrorist attacks happen, that tension grows very quickly. There have been letters back and forth about the DSA and their uh, statements, you know, kind of not acknowledging the terrorist attacks. Um, the the uh, more Jewish-friendly groups have, have pushed back on, obviously, uh, the teachers' union in Minneapolis. And so this is just becoming very evident. And where I want listeners to kind of keep their eye on is, let's remember, Democrats only have a one-seat majority in the Senate. And you have five or six senators on each side of this. And so when they need all those Democratic votes to pass something in the Senate, this issue could bubble up. In other words, I'm not voting for that because they won't vote for this or because of their position on uh, Israel and uh, Palestine. So um, I think this is kind of a, a sneak peek into attention we're going to feel for a year or two within the DFL. Interesting to get that perspective on all that's going to be happening. Could this get uh, pretty testy here th- uh, this morning at the Capitol? You know, they've moved the State Board of Investment meeting to a larger room to accommodate the protesters. Um, we know that this group of protesters is, 
you know, they like to be provocative. So will they interrupt the meeting? How will they handle it? What will security look like? You know, my sources tell me that the capital security is very prepared for this, that the executive officers, the governor through the auditor and secretary of state who serve on the state board of investment have been prepped for this. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll watch and see. But, um, you know, in a in a normally slow time at the Capitol, we're going to have a little action over there this morning. It certainly sounds like it. Uh, yesterday, you had previewed a little bit of uh, what the governor was going to do in Rochester with this Mayo Clinic initiative at bold forward unbound in rochester is what the initiative is investing five billion any other details that came out yesterday that stood out to you you know there's just there here's what i will say this continues to be this idea that like we're going to spend all this money in rochester it's going to be a destination medical center that's the vision and and i think that's really good for minnesota but there's just a lot of pretty pictures and designs so far we don't necessarily know um, how and where this is going to go. We know there's $5 billion and there's going to be six downtown blocks in Rochester reshaped by 2030. And that includes five new buildings and two clinical buildings. So, um, you know, I think the other challenge is going to be getting workers to Rochester. There's already a major labor shortage in healthcare in Minnesota, including in Rochester and at Mayo. And so, um, I think, you know, that'll be one of the key points of success here is whether or not uh, they can recruit the workers to service the people they want to come to Rochester. I saw that you were at the Wild Game yesterday. I was watching I it was. on TV, but I think you must be good luck. Their first win after uh, seven straight losses. Or was it the new coach? Or was it a kick I'm in the pants? I'm guessing it was me, Vanita. <laughs> I mean, uh, look, they ha- they looked like they had energy. It was good to be there. But there were a lot of empty seats. I That's noticed That's what I will that. say. I noticed There were that. a lot of empty seats. A, it's a Tuesday night. B, the Timberwolves were playing. And C... They had lost seven in a row. So it'll be interesting to see because you know that through the holidays, the wild games become very much in demand. And so uh, as I look for my own holiday season tickets, uh, it'll be interesting to see how – how demand is for tickets, if, especially if they go on a little bit of a streak here. I think fans will come back fast. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.